Hi guys, this is Alina from Traveling Inside Out once again and I have a question about going to the gym etiquette if I can say that. Okay, so I'm not going to the gym or not recently um, because many years ago when I went and I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna make this happen. I'm gonna do this regularly and so on. And I've actually asked a trainer to help me out while I was doing an exercise. I don't, I, I think I was doing maybe pull-ups. I, I don't remember exactly what I was doing, but then another trainer came and he told me, don't do this because you're going to break your back. This guy doesn't know what he's doing. And I was like, uh, so what should I have done in that moment? We might go Broadway with this one. Who? I don't hate him. I don't hate him. I just, I think, I, I think, I think he panders a lot. Though. Wait, who are we talking about? The the guy who like. He he panders a lot though. I don't hate him, but it's like I feel like he's very obvious in what he's doing. Who is we and y'all? Who are you guys talking about? He's a guy that like he. I mean, you you've seen him before. I'm, Where is he from? You've seen him. He's from Facebook, Instagram, like he's all over social media. I don't know who this is. So he's from Africa. Y'all, like black women. He sometimes talks to y'all, but not really. So he says black he women shouldn't be with black men. No, he just says like what we shouldn't put up with. He gives us gaming advice. This guy. I've never seen that guy before in my really? life. Really? No. I don't wow. know who that is. I don't know who that is. That's great that you haven't seen him before. That's awesome. Yeah, right? <laughs> Wait. Okay, hang on. I'll, pl I'll play a video for you. Hang on. let's Because I've been recording, so let's just let that cut, and then that will be the intro. Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. All right. So who is this fucking guy? He is a guy. Like, he... Is he married? No, I don't think no, I don't think so. So who the fuck is he to tell me about relationship <laughs> advice? Exactly. But he does a lot. Derek Jackson? Yeah. And he sits in his car? He sits in his car. He does it for And he like, talks to people? Yes. And people pay attention to it? Yes. Why? Because, because he's telling you which people want they, what they want to hear. All right. Well, you know what they need to hear? State your take with Ed and Aaron, which is what they're listening to right I can't now. argue that. Um, I cannot argue that at all. We have a very special guest in the house tonight. Yeah. Um, you know her from our voice messages, Instagram our Instagram comments, the link podcast. This is Bobby from the link. Yes. Say hello. Hi guys. Can you hear me? Probably not. Mike's in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just sit next to you. Well, okay. Yeah. You? Come on over here. And so the reason why she's here right now is because her and Ed have been going back and forth about. Have we been going back and forth? Yes, no, you have. We, we have to listen, guys. Hell. This isn't CNN. No, I'm not doing that build, shit. We have where to build the fight. We have to promote. Promote. Why else would people tune in? There are a couple of fights already today. Like, why this. else would people tune in if they don't think they're going to hear some some spice? Because they're not crazy people. Whatever. So you guys have been sort of disagreeing. Can we say that at least? That's fine. Over whether or not luck has anything to do with success okay. and. 
Bobby wanted to smoke enough that she came down here to Ed's living room in his home. That's not why I came. To try to just <laughs> convince you otherwise. So I'm going to let you guys have at it. Tell me why you guys can't get along on this particular subject. Yeah. Say your take. Okay. Hey, guys. So the only thing that I texted Aaron is basically I was just telling him that there's no such thing as luck. I don't believe that there's a such thing as luck. And what you what you did not emphasize is that I said life is about, it's like 90%, no, it's 10% what happens to you. And then 90% on how you respond to it, how you react to it, how you grow from it, how you learn from it, and things like that. There And success is relative. So there could be people who aren't successful as freaking LeBron James, right. but they're happy. Okay. You know what I mean? They might not even have, they might be on food stamps for all we fucking know, but yeah. they're happy. Yeah. And that's that's all I'm saying, but I just don't believe in luck. I don't think, I think that's a very like, that's a very ego driven thing that us as human beings have constructed in our minds. I don't know if it's like ego driven because it's like, um, I think uh, people call it luck or you call it like God or whatever you want to call it. But I think that um, there are things in life that just put us in different positions that we're able to, um, what's the word? We're, we're able to benefit from from some things that other people can't because we're just in we're in the right place right time that type of thing a certain level of privilege perhaps I agree or that yeah I agree that's but a good, yeah privilege that's it if you're talking about, let's say like financial let's say white people for instance right they have a certain level of privilege that we don't but their ancestors have been building up to this yeah there was there were steps taken for them to get to where they are and where we are. So I, I mean, to be to think that luck is just it, to me, it just seems like God chose you, you particular, you you know, you specific type of people to have certain benefits because even white people with privilege, let's say Donald Trump for instance, if we want to talk about luck, that nigga lucky as fuck. He's not lucky. Exactly because his life, I mean, him as a person, he's a shitty person. He's, yeah. He has all this money. He's the fucking president of the United States. He has all this things that he's so-called accomplished, right. but he's a piece of shit. But I mean, he's going thing, to hell in hot pants. But things like he's he's let's Donald Trump is like a liar though. Like he's failed a lot, he's and people a don't know that he's failed a lot though. That's the thing. He's not. I don't want to call him lucky. He's just a liar. But compared he, to who though? Because for for me, he has way more money and quote yeah. unquote things accomplished than I do. Yeah, he's yeah because he's forced to be a white straight man in the, in, in the United States. Like that's what he got. That's his for that's where his for that's his fortune came. Like he's he's a he's a white straight man in the United States. All right, I need I need for you guys to get to the shits, okay? Let's talk about <laughs> This wasn't even a like, <laughs> I need you guys to talk about what you believe equates success. Go. State your take. That's such a loaded. Well, question. we've talked about that already, that success is relative. You said success is relative. It yes. is. But it what is. does success mean to you? Success to me means whatever makes me happy. Like if I can just be happy, that's what No, it means how many dollars? Oh my God. It doesn't have to be dollars. <laughs> how big the chain? It doesn't matter. How how drippy is it? That's just stuff, dog. <laughs> You That's just stuff. You've never said that word before. Drippy? He yeah. said it. I said it earlier today. Oh, He's, you should. He said I said it. it when I walked in here. Yeah, I oh, said no. it. But um, <laughs> no, like I've said it before. It's just stuff. It's just stuff. 
Like it's that's true. You can because you can have you can have all the money in the world. Like I've seen people that are rich and they're just miserable as shit. Mm-hmm. Cars, miserable. Chains, Bitches. miserable. Miserable. They're just throwing words out there at this point. Miserable. So to me, like success is just whatever is. How many Google Home assistants do you have in your house? That's like how successful you are to me. Eighty. Yeah, you got to have one for every room. Just hate Google and have them all respond to you. Hate Google and they all respond to you like Jarvis. It's like it's like, but if eighty is like talking to you like a studio audience. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey Google, clap for me, and it's just a round of applause. That'd Does be that happen? Dope. If, if you have eighty, Google says that. Yeah, if you have eighty of them, that probably would be like it'd be like you have your own sitcom. Oh, it would wow. be amazing. That's lonely as fuck, though. I mean, but you have eighty people clapping for you, so I mean, it'd be that. I see lonely. you're successful <laughs> in that, but you have no one really clapping for you. Okay, success to me means for me, I feel like I'll be successful when I'm able to comfortably um, not worry about certain things, and I'm also able to give back to the people that I want to give back to, like my daughter, my hometown, stuff like that. That's when I would consider myself to be successful when I can serve other people yeah. comfortably. But I, think it's a, but I also think it's a level of fortune to do that, though, because some people can't do that. It does. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't, know, I don't think luck is a force per se, but I think that there are people that are more fortunate than others that, can, that are in the position that can get gain that before you. And it may not be... And like it may not be because of what they've done in life. It's like they could have done everything they've done the right way. It's just like things just happen, and it's just you can't. I think that um, the narrative of saying that you can just work and grind for everything you get is kind of destructive because I think that really affects how we look at people that are less fortunate. Because people just look at them, it's like, oh, you're just lazy. You just go get a job. You're about to make me turn into a Republican right now. I it's not a Republican thing, no, because I think that Republicans think the same way. I think that's why they like want to pull back on social reforms because it's like they think, oh, you're just lazy. That's why you don't need welfare or anything because you just you just go out and get a job. It's like it's not that easy. There, okay, there are obviously situations. There are obviously situations that people are put in that they're less fortunate. Yes, I come from that community, right. My mom, for instance, came here with nothing, mm-hmm. and now she has something. And I'm not telling people, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. I'm not saying that because I see it. I've, I've come from that. What I'm saying is is that it, it also does us a disservice to be complacent in the positions that we've been given because a lot of people come from less fortunate places, and they tend to do above and beyond what somebody has done who is more privileged because they understand that the system of hard work and perseverance and consistency, they have something to to live for. They have that burning desire because they're not going back to their home country or they're not going back to the hood. So for me, I don't see that as a disadvantage. I see it as an advantage. Just like Charlemagne's book, it's like the black privilege. I think it's a privilege but that's why I say it's 90% of how you see it. Because for me, I see those things as a privilege to be able to have that burning desire to work hard and know that I'm not going back here. Some people who like Donald Trump, he like, nigga, I started out with a million dollars. Right. If he that's why he's fucking the whole country. He's like, listen, if I go back home right now, what? So I guess what I'm saying is you look at you look at it as a hurdle, but you're motivated to go over that hurdle. I look at it as a challenge. Right. And you're and you're and you're motivated to get past that challenge. Yes. But there's people that can't make that challenge. And it may not be because of their efforts per se. It could just be like circumstances in their life that may not be able to get to meet that challenge. Now, some people may make it crazy. like for instance, like when you said that your parents are came from this um just my one parent, just my your mom. one parent, I'm sorry. Yes, my dad, he I don't we don't know. Anyway, All right. <laughs> yeah. 
like say, like I actually think about my mom. Like my mom, my mom, and my, my parents came over here from Nigeria. Like, and they, like my dad came over here with nothing. You know, it's the same thing. So, and my mom came over here too. They both, like my dad passed away early. These are all challenges, but at the same time, it's just like, even though there were challenges too, there's also things that I had that they other people didn't have. Cause it's like my parents are both college educated. They both know something about education. That is true. So it's like, even though they came over nothing, I had these advantages over people that I can't ignore, you know? You don't have to ignore them, but you just... I think. Like, I, what I think, do you want to do with that? I think it's important to acknowledge the war, the fortune that you have, um, some good fortune in your in your life to get success that you have. Because if you don't acknowledge it, then you think that everyone can get this too, and it's like we're we don't all start at the same starting line. So I think it's important to say like, it's important to acknowledge that like I am fortunate to be where I am because it makes you appreciate. What uh, how, like that the gift that you were given, and they can understand people that may not have had that gift. So if you see someone on the side of the road that you know you can't just say like oh he just could get a job. It's like something may have gotten him there that you know he can't be on his control. That's not it. Okay, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. That's yeah. not what I'm trying to say. That's why I say you're gonna turn me to a Republican. It's not. A, I'm not a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> no, what I'm saying is I think I'm moderate. Is that it's you just for me it's it's dis. It's empowering to believe that I have control over my own success. I don't like to think, okay, I'm a black woman and I'm a single mom and, you know, I'm young and I'm in college. Like, I don't, those things to me are motivators rather than, and it, now that I'm thinking about like in, in the in the scope of the world, there are some shitty things that are happening to people. Yeah, people getting shit In this fucking world. Uh, yeah. For no fucking reason for at no all. reason. Yeah. All I'm saying is that I don't like the mentality of, if, if we're speaking about just in this country when it comes to black Americans in particular, because that's all I know, I don't, I don't like the mentality of saying this is just what we've been, this is just what God's given us. This is, these are the cards that were dealt and we just got to go about that. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that, um, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying this is a card you're dealt, just deal with it. I think that you, like I said, I don't. I, I think that hard work is important. I think that you can't work out of, outside of your, um, you can work beyond your circumstances. However, I think that sometimes, I think that success isn't always, I think that the way, even the way the success is like designed, it's like not everyone can get that same place. Yeah, Cause not designed, like we all can't be president of the United States. Like when you're a kid, it's like everyone, I want to be a doctor, I want to be president. You can't all be president. We only have 45 of those. That's true. See what I'm saying? So it's like, I think that sometimes we have to acknowledge that even though we all want to be successful while working hard, sometimes we can't all get to the same place. That is true. And it's like everyone's got to make their own lane. Right. And so I don't, so like, I think that sometimes people get caught up in the rhetoric is like, if you just work hard, you can do this. Like, you can work hard and sometimes shit can just happen to you. And I think that, like, if we just have that kind of mentality about it, we will help those that aren't, that can, that couldn't make it, help them try to like get to a point that they can at least sustain. I get what you're saying. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to humanize the people that are not as fortunate as you. Exactly. You can do both. I'm just saying you can do both. I, I mean, know. no, because like I, I I get that that's that's a motivator for you and it's nice, but I'm, I mean, it's just I don't want to get lost in like the romantic talk of that because I think that it is a good motivator for you. You should be able to like say I am the master of my own destiny on some levels, but I think that some people run away with it too much and they think that like oh like if I can do it, why can't you do it? 
because you're trying to think, you're trying to make it seem like your circumstances are their circumstances, and, and they may not be. You know, I said some might have like we deal with mental illness. There's got to be a balance. It's just it has to be a balance between both ideologies because, like, yes, there's mental illness. Yes, there's you know poverty beyond beyond America. There's some. I mean, like, there's, there's it's a disease. You can have like you can, someone can get cancer. Cancer. No one talks about how expensive cancer is. Like people are just like the, the fight of it. It's so expensive to deal with cancer. Super expensive. And I'll tell you this: I may not be uh, in charge of my own destiny, but I am master of my own domain. Hashtag No Nut November. Hey, so um, speaking of uh, bang, bang, bang. Oh, my God. We got to get the pops. We got to show respect. One, oh, Mr. Man. John Witherspoon. We lost one. We lost one, man. Let's give it up. We John lost man. Let's that give it up. so sad. Okay, let's, okay. Let's, let's, let's give it up. Alone. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> last week, we were just watching Friday After Next, and we were talking about how Debo has seemingly aged further along between Friday and next Friday. <laughs> John Witherspoon. More than John Witherspoon. Like, John Witherspoon has been old for, for my, like my entire life, my entire life, John I don't remember him being young in my life. Um, but young at heart, for certain, because the amount of dick he was probably slaying <laughs> out in these really? streets. I'm saying they called him Sweet Dick Willie. Really? Uh, no. You call him that? <laughs> but that's what they, that's what they that's what they say. Uh, but no, obviously one of the funniest dudes to ever step in front of a camera. I used to watch things whatever he was on. Like it'd be it could it matter if whatever movie, he interview. Wayne's Brothers was my favorite show. Care. When I was when I was growing up, just because of, of him, um, not solely because of him, but he was a big part of it. Uh, obviously, the Boondocks. I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, the tributes that people have been posting of Huey and uh, it. yeah, it's, it's hard, it's tough. But, yeah. um, you know, just everybody kind of came out the woodwork to show respect for this guy who's given us so much laughter and so many good moments and so many quotable moments. I mean, I saw that scene from Boomerang posted like several times. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's just fucking fantastic. It's sad, so, man. Yeah, rest in peace to him. Shout out to him. Shout out to his son who does stand up as well. And he yeah. also does like a, he has like a video game streaming channel as so, well. Yeah. Good. yeah. Is he good? Is he funny? He is funny. But I think if your dad is John Witherspoon, you don't really have a choice. Yeah. He was he was so effortless with it though. That's the thing. Super effortless. It was just just the way he yeah. he was one of those persons that like the way he spoke, the way he said things was, was funny. funny. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily the joke. It was just how he said it. Yeah. Like this is <laughs> this is a video I have it saved on my phone. It's a react. It's a great reaction video. Um, it's a video where he says, "Oh, look like them titties need to be sucked on." Yeah, and the way that. that he says it <laughs> is just fucking funny. <laughs> So, yeah, he's, he was great. Shout out to him and rest in peace, sir. Um, so I posted this letter on our uh, State Your Take Instagram story, hashtag, or at State Your Take, of this lady who wrote in uh, to an advice column asking what to do um, about her Halloween trick-or-treaters that were coming in from a different neighborhood who apparently lived on the wrong side of the tracks. And how would you know that? How would you know what? How would she know? Uh, Well, I don't know. The kids are wearing masks. I don't know what (laughs) you're supposed to look like. But um, yeah, so she she wrote in. She said she felt like she didn't want to hand out handy to these uh, these kids, these these poor peasants, as they as as she implied. And um, she wanted to know how to Stop feeling like such a terrible person. You seem to believe, Ed, that this is not a true 
Sweet. Can you read the letter? Like, do you have a uh, read it? Like, to read it because it just seems too self aware to me. I was like, I'm not saying that people don't think that way. It just seemed like just way too self aware. Like, yeah, I'm gonna need you to filibuster for a little while. Shit. Huh? I'm gonna need you to filibuster for a little while. No, because she like when you read the letter, like she knew what she was writing. Like, she knew she was a shitty person. But then why would you like post it? Exactly. So that's my that's my thing. I was like, I don't know of how legit it was. I think it could have been just a triggering letter. Yeah. I got it. I don't think that people, I think that people probably think that way. All right, here it goes. Dear Prudence, I live in one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in the country, but on one of those more, quote, modest streets, mostly doctors and lawyers and family business owners. A few blocks away are billionaires, families with famous last names, media moguls, etc. I have noticed that on Halloween, what seems like 75% of the trick-or-treaters are clearly not from this neighborhood. I guess she took a census. Yeah. This is a Kids arrive in overflowing cars from less fortunate areas. I feel this is inappropriate. Halloween isn't a social service or a charity in which I have to buy candy for less fortunate children. Obviously, this makes me feel like a terrible person. Stop right there. First of all, candy is not nutritional. It's not, you're not giving anybody like food or nutrients you're giving them candy no but that was a sentence that got me obviously this makes you feel like a this makes you feel like a, a terrible person obviously it makes you feel like a terrible person but you finished the letter yeah like why did you post it exactly that's just sound it doesn't sound real um it continues on because what's the big deal about making less fortunate kids happy on a holiday? But it just bugs me because we already pay more than enough taxes towards actual social services. Should Halloween be a neighborhood activity or is it legitimately a free-for-all in which people hunt down the best candy grounds for their kids? It's a free-for-all. Signed, Halloween for the 99%. Uh, yeah, it totally is a free-for-all because when I was a it's kid- a free Thank you. When I was a kid, I went to the rich neighborhoods. Yeah, you went to the better neighborhoods and you went to the kid, the, 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 the house that handed out the king's The full, yeah, the full candy Here's bar. the thing, because like, where, where, where I live, where, before now, like where I used to live, it used to be a better neighborhood. We used to get kids from other neighbors come to our neighborhood and get candy. We didn't give a fuck. It's like, it's candy. We're just giving it to anyone anyway. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't matter. It's candy. Yeah, it's candy. It might not be, but I can say that um, I won't say who, but I have had, I've heard this type of complaint before. Yeah. From people where they. I don't think you're off base. It it kind of leads from, oh, we don't want older kids trick or treating. Like they don't like it when the teenagers come through and trick or treating, asking for candy for whatever reason. Because heaven forbid that a kid comes to your door asking for candy. No matter if he's 13, because 14 or 15, because what else could he be doing? I'll tell you what, black tar heroin. That's what he could be doing. <laughs> or just or, or just like, I don't know, being a gang. Yeah. Or <laughs> finger banging your daughter underneath oh, the no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what would you rather have them do? Would you rather have them going around trick-or-treating or trying to finger bang your daughter with his dirty fingernails underneath the bleachers? They're probably very dirty. They're probably very dirty. Very dirty. 15-year-old, they're dirty Doesn't know how to wash his hands properly. Nope. Hasn't given a fuck. Nope. But, bitch, I didn't stop trick-or-treating until I was, like, 18. Because it's free candy. No no lie. It's free candy. Like, I can't even knock you for that. Exactly. And now that I have a daughter, I'm I'm taking my ass trick-or-treating. You think my daughter is eating that candy? No. (laughs) Give a free pass. Exactly. (laughs) It's free food. So that conversation leads into, well, we don't like people from other neighborhoods coming to our neighborhood. And then, well, it's like you see them piling out of the car with so many people. And you know what kind of people they're talking about when they say that, because we all know the stereotype of who likes to pile into cars. That's what you, wait, you just made that. 
I'm just saying, like that's the stereotype. So when you I'm say stuff screaming. like that, that's how you know I'm screaming. who they're who they're talking about. So anyway, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just say this: Halloween is probably the least uh, stressful holiday that we have. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one night a year. You get to dress up. You get to be somebody else. How about for the fucking decency of it, you just be a good person and hand out the Kit Kats with a smile on your but face. But she feels like a terrible person. I don't care. <laughs> Feel like a terrible person. No, it, 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 four days out of the year. For that one day, though. just be whoever the fuck. Be fucking Elsa from Frozen. Be fucking Malficent. Be fucking whatever the fuck her name is. Be Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I don't give a shit. Just hand out the candy and stop making a big deal about it. There's another thing. It's chocolate. But beyond Halloween, this is is just a tip for life. If you do something that makes you feel like a terrible person and you still keep doing it, you're a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. That's big facts. Pretty much. And that's what you call good old-fashioned northern racism. I don't know what state she's from, but I know when I came from the north, that's what they did. They didn't say what it's they like, were thinking, but they would just move like away a, from us in the neighborhood. It's like a Cassidy in that note. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of... Uh, wait, huh? <laughs> hey, so speaking of uh, northern racism, the Washington Nationals. Oh, yeah. Beat that ass. <laughs> Here in Houston, Texas, and won the World Series four games to three. Yeah, every single home team, uh, home game. Wait, every single game was won by the away team. Yeah, it was series. crazy. I think that's the first time in history that's I ever happened. I think so. Um, now listen, I don't want to make a big deal about this. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you don't. But a lot of people had a lot of things to say when the Astros beat the Yankees in the American League Championship Series. And I sat back and I took it. And I didn't retaliate. I didn't say a thing. I let you get your jokes off. I let you get your insults off. No big deal. When the Astros blew that two-run lead in Game 7, I started thinking. I started thinking about how good it's going to feel when I finally get my comeuppance. Because even when I lose, I win. He puts his glasses on when he said yeah, that. Just so there's know a that. visual effect to this. I guess we should go video. <clears throat> Listen, man. I laid off some of you because I need to see your faces when I talk my talk. But for the rest of you, you got the digital you got the digital ass whooping that you deserved. And I'm going to say this. I posted memes. I posted photos. I posted video. And some people responded less than stellarly, we'll say. Wow. It's a shame that you have to put others down in order to fill yourself back up. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. I did not realize that you would take this so much to heart. That's on me. Well, you know what? Allow me to apologize. I'm sorry that your team fucked it up, that you weren't able to bring it back home, 
and that you made an ass out of yourself in front of a national audience. Oh, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry that I and my New York Yankees are living rent-free in your brain even after you guys have seemingly climbed the mountain. It is so spacious in here. What is the rent on this brain? Did you say Yankees, though? I did say Yankees. Why? What do you mean, why? That's we my beat, team. We beat the Yankees, though. Exactly. And yet still. Why? I mean, no. If, you, no. if you want to talk about the Nationals, Mm-mm. talk about the Nationals. No, no, no. Because no. the Yankees, they they, did, they went home. I'll tell you why. They went home. I'll tell you why no, I say like, this. No, because here's the thing. I was I let you go on for all that, and I was here. I was chilling. Mm. We brought the Yankees up. They went home. I'll tell you the why. Nationals sent them I'll tell home, you why though. I bring them back. All right. Because every time I say something, it's all, how many? Ch- how, how, how do Yankees do this decade? Oh, we've done just fine. We've done just fine. Yeah, we may have missed the playoffs for the first time in uh, in a hundred years. So, no big deal. Hey, I ain't tripping. You want to know why? Because we're still the New York fucking Yankees. All right, we're still the most hated team in all of sports. We're still the team that when you guys play us, we you win. get up for it. We win. You get up for we it. We win when we play you, though. Like. Here's the thing. If you want to talk about the Nationals beating the Astros, you got that all day. Let's give a shout out to the Nationals, huh? Yeah, no. They hard fought victory. No. Yeah. Hometown hero in uh what's his face? No, the Nationals had a, they had, the they had a great story though, because the thing is like they lost like their face. But let me fr- just finish off and all say right. this one last thing. All right. <laughs> the New York Yankees all right. are the gold standard when They've it comes been to the three League times baseball. by us. Three times by us. They're like, the don't team bring that, that everybody this. pays attention to. They've been sent home three times when by the When there's a free agent coming. And we send them packing every time. The Yankees are always in the conversation. We send them packing every time. Don't bring them up. Because you know we got the guap and to we send back them home up the truck. With the guap. To we send say, them home. Just to be clear. Hey, listen. They, we know you're not happy yeah, in your current the situation. The That's oh, what so they didn't win the world. We want no, you to come to New York. Won. That's what I'm saying. We want you to feel the bright lights and the big so city confused. energy. We're talking big city energy. I'm so energy. confused right now. We're not talking about fourth <laughs> largest so city confused. in America energy. We're talking the big city energy it's to go along with that city, big because it's not big surface energy it's very um so you come on to our team we'll show you how it's done here and you'll never want to play anywhere else in the world see i was with them until they got and the that's Yankees what shit. happens that's what happens every single time so even every if single we time lose, they get sent home we've played them three times in the playoffs they get sent home three times i don't understand what he's because, talking hey, about because hey garrett cole we know there's a lot of teams on the market that want to talk to you but hey listen they can get that big money in New York. We're not, we're not going to sit here and bullshit you. We're just going to give you a number. And if that ain't enough, we'll double it because we're the New York fucking Yankees and that's what we can do. Now what? let's move no, on. No, here, no, let's not move let's on. Move on. No, let's move on. Let's move let's on. Let's not. No, I have a genuine question. I have let's a genuine not. question. We're moving on. No, no, I really want to know this. Hey, listen. Let's not. No, I want to know this just for real. Wait. Because I'm confused. I don't know sports other than like basketball. Right. What? Why are you talking about them like they won the World Series? Exactly. Because we've won 27 of them more than anybody else in the history of the league. But why this? Yeah. Time. No, because the thing is, like, I want to talk about the Nationals because, like, they lost. Because we're the team that lives rent free in all your brains. <sighs> okay. Um, <laughs> I see where this is going. No, like, the thing is, like, the Nationals. Because when we go against you, 
You, you lose. You want to beat us more than you want to win the World Series. But we beat you every time, though. I don't understand. See, you'll a- hang your fucking hat on that victory. You'll hang your fucking bulls on that victory. But you know what? It's got very racist. You know right? what the fucking textbooks, the history books will say? You still lost. You gave up four at home. God damn. You know what's worse than losing three games at home in the World Series? You're just losing four games at home in the World Series. Here's the thing. That's worse. Oh, God. Here's the thing. Um, You guys just came up a little bit too short. And I know you know something about that, right, El Tufe? Here's the thing. About I want I want to come and talk about the Nationals because the Nationals they have. Hey, how's like, your assistant general manager doing, huh? That guy's fired. We talked about that. Why'd you have to call the Yankees, dude? Like, why'd you have to do that? Why'd you have to, like why'd you bring? It doesn't make sense. We beat them three times in the playoffs already, like back to back to back. It was. So why do you wonderful. bring them up? It was so wonderful watching. While I sat there in my my cutoff, it's a national event. If you're going to praise that, praise that. In my Timberland boots, no, 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 Anibal Sanchez, no Edgar Rendon, no Juan Soto. You're talking about Yankees Yankees fitted. They're at home. They watched it just like you did. What are you talking about? I wore a Supreme (laughs) T-shirt. What are you talking about? They watched it right with you, like you sat next to Aaron Judge. I sat there eating a slice of pizza in one hand. What are you talking about? A quarter water in the other. And I said, life is good. Okay, see, I warned him about this. I I was like, if you're going to do your trolls, it's fine. But I was like, does this make it make sense? This doesn't make sense. It was random. It was random, wasn't it? Thank you. It was left field. I didn't know. Out of left field. Because the Yankees have been home. They've been chilling. Hey, speaking of left field. No, we're not segueing. No, no. Fuck that. Fuck that transition. Keep that shit here. Because I want to talk about the Nationals. At least. Congratulations to the Washington Nationals. They had a great... No, Congratulations they, to him downstairs. Congratulations to Lamont of uh, the I Care Too Much podcast. They... Representing D.C. They had a... No, they, they had a... Mumbo great, sauce. I hate this motherfucker. Um, they had a great season, though, because they lost the... Shout season. out to Ben's Chili Bowl. We're going to fight. I'm going to throw... Like, you wanna, do you want to throw hands? Oh. They, look at you. <laughs> knocking over night mics and shit. Just doing dumb shit. That's okay. Get it together, goddammit. All right? Look, shout out to Kevin Durant, DC Zone. Ew. Yeah, we're going to throw shots. We're going to fight this podcast just so everyone knows. We're going to throw hands. It's not about me winning. It's about me getting a point across. It ain't about the Astros winning either because they didn't do it. All right. Did not do Can it. Can you say my piece about the Nationals, please? No. You're a fucker. But here's the thing. Like, they lost the face of their franchise at the beginning of the season, which was, and then they started off. Below 500. No one thought they were going to make the playoffs, and they made it to the playoffs. And and they lost three games at home, and they came to Houston down, and they actually won two games away, and they ended up winning the World Series. They yeah, had a cool story, good- bro. We all know what happened. The finale, spoiler alert, Astros couldn't get it done. Hey, Astros fans, let this be a lesson to you. And I know this is all new territory for you guys because you've been losers for so long. Except for when you, you don't know Yankees. how to act. Except when we play the Yankees. You act like you've never been here before. And Except I understand. I almost feel bad for you. Except when we play the Yankees. Except the next time you want to talk some shit, you got to wait for your team to get the job done. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Let's move on. Or we'll play the Yankees. Then we'll get that. That'll be a dub. Your boy, Mike Francesca. Francesca. 
Francesa is uh, he's wilding out there in uh, in New York City. And I know Bobby, you don't really follow sports too much, so this is going to be a uh, an interesting take that you give on okay. on whatever the uh, situation is going on here. But Mike Francesa is a gas bag. He is, if you look up gas bag on Wikipedia, it's going to be a photo of Mike Francesa. This guy, there's a, there's a, a great uh, Twitter account. It's called uh, Back After This. It's at back, A-F-T-A, this, okay? My buddy Lou put me onto this. And it's basically all the times Mike Francesa is fucking up in his, in his show. One guy uh, recently, he called in and he asked Mike a question and Mike clearly wasn't listening and just went off and talked about something else entirely. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. But if you've never heard Mike Francesa, if you've never heard Mike and the Mad Dog, um, look at you, knocking over the mic, I doing dumb it, shit. I caught it. You doing didn't. dumb shit. I caught it, though. You did Watching guys argue is like top three, one of the most stressful things. Because even when y'all play fight, it gets a little aggressive. Who says they're playing? I know. I, I don't know. I wouldn't know. I'm not playing. We're, we're going to throw hands up to this show. <laughs> Oh, shout out to, uh, no, I'm not going to do this. This is a video of Mike Francesa uh, just verbally assaulting uh, jet safety Jamal Adams. Uh, The Rams don't take calls on Adams. The Pats don't take calls on Tom Brady. Okay. What does that have to do with you? Since when are you in that league? You don't even be in disgust with those guys in the same sentence with them. Okay. Number one. This is the I've told you all along. This guy has separated himself from the team the whole time. I'm good. They're bad. They're bad. They lose. I don't lose. I'm good. Okay? So just make sure you understand. It's me. I'm good. They're bad. Enough of this stuff. This kid's got to grow up. He's a nice player. He's not a great player. He's a good player. This is not how you build a team and turn it from a losing team to a winning team. Is getting selfish me guys like that who want to single themselves out. This cry of how dare they? How dare they? I mean, who is he? I think they give me some backstory. Uh, sure, go ahead and give him some. All right, basically the backstory is that um, Jamal Adams plays for the New York Jets. The Jets are trash. Um, and the trade deadline was like last Tuesday. And I think um, Jamal Adams talked to the GM of the Jets. And the GM told him, like, you're the cornerstone of the franchise. You know, we're not going to trade you. We're, we're trying to build around you. And then three days later, he was shopping around seeing what he can get for Jamal Adams. And so Jamal. Yeah, Adam Gase is, uh, he does not like good football players on his team. <laughs> <laughs> he, he likes to have very, he likes to have very mediocre football players on his team. I guess so. That seems to be the plan. It must be. So, yeah, he was, so Jamal Adams learns about this and he's pretty upset about it. He goes on Twitter, goes on tirade about it. And then I think they ask him after the trade deadline, they ask him like, you know, how do you feel about it? And he and he said that you know the Patriots don't shop around Tom Brady, the Rams don't shop around Aaron Donald. These are the best players on their team. These are kind of the best players in the league though at the same time. And I, I don't think he was saying he's the best player in the league. He, he wasn't saying the best player in the league, but he's like, in terms of the Jets, yeah, you can say that. Like he's one of the top players in the Jets. So I don't think he's wrong for like that comparison. But you're one of the top players on the Jets. On the Jets though, but still, like you in 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 this franchise, I'm the top player. That's like saying I'm uh, like if I go back to my hometown, I'm the hottest guy in my hometown. But you have that in New Jersey. In New Jersey, yeah. But you have that though. 
but like, you do have that. But you're not lying. But you, if you move around, yeah, the 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 parameters are skewed. Here's the thing. But my issue was my issue was more the that fact wasn't meant to be a dig. Hang on, just that wasn't yeah. meant to be a dig at anybody in my hometown. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think like, it was. You meant that. There's you just said, a lot of people out there that don't drink chest. water enough. So oh, that's shit. all I'm gonna say. Except with your chest with that one. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's just a little backstory to what was going on with that. And and I guess I think Mike Francis said it, took it the wrong way. He's like, he thinking he's thinking the best player in the league. And Jamal Adams even came back after the fact and said, like, I'm not saying the best player in the league, I'm saying I'm be- I'm one of the better players here. Like he even he even backdoored that on Twitter and said that. That's fair. So yeah. Bobby, what's your take on this? Um, okay. Oh, fuck. You know, I just think that if you were, he's a coach, right? He's a GM. He's a GM. Coach okay. GM. If you, if you are, if, you, if your best interest is to help the team win, then you should pick players that are going to help you do that. Great. Awesome. Well said. Hey, so, uh, <laughs> wait, all right. I don't have anything else to say. No, my thing, my, my, my point about that is like, Mike Francesa doesn't know when to shut up. No, it's not even about because other people have echoed the same sentiment about Jamal Adams saying this. But like, think. why would you go off? Why would you go after a guy who is just trying to play to the highest level that he can to earn the most money that he can so he can get the fuck out of the league as soon as? I he just can. think it's weird that people get mad about players getting upset that they ask their bosses like, "Are you going to trade me?" And he says no, and then he goes fucking try and fucking trade you. Like that's the issue. It's like. Yeah. I don't know why he had, like, why are you mad at Jamal Ash for being mad about that? It's like, I asked you to give me my word. You lied to me, yeah. to my face. So it's like, I have a right to be mad about you lying to me to my face. It's really weird that everyone's like, oh, he should grow up. I'm like, no, he got lied to by his boss. He said he wasn't going to trade him. He was trying to trade him. Is he still on the team? Yeah, he's still on the team, so which far. is hella awkward now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, continuing with the sports, I, I don't know when this turned into a sports podcast, but this is the third yeah, sports. sports a lot. This is the third sports story in a row. I don't know. Wait, yeah, I don't know that happened. Uh, Dateline: Earl Campbell thinks Texas Longhorns need a black quarterback to story. win. Um, we're gonna decide if this is a uh, black racist or not. There's no such thing. Don't do this. Sam Ellinger, who is a young Caucasian man, is currently the top quarterback for the Texas Longhorns. A former Longhorn star thinks his team needs a black quarterback in order to get back to a national championship level. 64-year-old Earl Campbell, who makes great smoked sausage. Yes, yeah, it's, it's pretty good, actually. Uh, told the statesman that the Longhorns need to get to a black quarterback who can run and pass. Quote, until the University of Texas realizes you have to have a black quarterback and nothing against Ellinger, but you, you got to have a talented black quarterback, Campbell told Kirk Bowles of the Statesman. All the schools that are winning, even in the pros, have black quarterbacks. When guys are not open, something can still happen. Campbell was a star running back at, the tech, at Texas before getting selected number one overall in the 1978 NFL Draft. He would go on to list several black quarterbacks who have had success with him being a fan of Oklahoma quarterback Jalen Hurts. So he's just saying without any consideration of skill or talent, the guy needs to be black and that's what's going to happen. Well, the the uh, the thing is, is that like black quarterbacks typically have a, a, a reputation of being more mobile. 
while white quarterbacks are more like Peyton Manning or Aaron Rodgers, where they just kind of like stay in the pocket and don't really move around a lot. Mm -hmm. So the game has seemingly shifted from that old school style of quarterbacking to a more mobile style of like a Michael Fick or a, uh, you know, um, Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, black is black is in right now. Do me a favor. And Google the um, quarterback who won last year's national championship. Just Google it for Bobby. Hang on a second. Yeah, just show it to for us. Co- for college? Yeah, for college. Okay, I was All about right, to hang say. on a second. NCAA college football championship. I know the greatest NFL quarterback right now is Tom Brady, who happens yeah. to be white. I can't argue that. I think many people can't argue that either. Uh, let's see. Alabama. It was Alabama. It was Alabama. What it was Clemson. Clemson won last year. Was, it was Clemson. No, that was twenty seventeen. Clemson won last year, dude. I thought I thought that was uh I thought Alabama won last year. Mm-mm. Clemson. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. Oh yeah, you're right. And look at that quarterback. Scribble with his face. I'm looking. Hang on. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. So I just I don't want right. to say anything. I don't want to say yeah. anything. I just yeah. He's a white boy. It's Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, right? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, yeah. It's, it's, it's sunshine. He's sunshine. Oh, he basically. does look like sunshine. Yeah, he's sunshine. Oh. He's sunshine from he's Sunshine. Lawrence. He's Tim Riggins. He's yeah. uh Matt Sayerson. Yeah. So look, I I know. Here's the thing about UT fans. They always try to find a scapegoat for why their team sucks. Oh. And they don't suck. They're just not worth – I think they've fallen UT, off. UT, Notre Dame, uh, UCLA. They're these legacy schools. These are legacy schools that always think that they should be at the top of the, yeah. the heap. And they just haven't been You haven't for put in the work team yet, bro. Like, you just haven't. Wisconsin, yeah. Michigan. Like, you just – like, look, you're close. You're just not there yet. And it's not like because you don't have a black quarterback. I know the last one that you won was Vince Young. I get that's why you could connect those two, but it's you got way more issues than that, dog. Way that's more issues very than that. Yeah, it's like oh, it's just a black. We need a black. No, you need a good team. Is it racist? Racist? No, there's no such thing as racism for black people. <laughs> get it together. It's it's hella misguided. It's, it's misguided. Like, it's it's scapegoaty. It's yeah, irrational. It's like, do you believe that, Ed? Do you, do you believe that there's no such thing as racism from black people? Um. There's probably a different word for it. Prejudice. Yeah, it's definitely prejudice. I think racism has like a different has to do with like a different like the social structure. But you definitely prejudice. Just, and that's not good either. But like racism in terms of like definitions, yeah. He got, just sounded like somebody's old uncle who was he, trying to he, he basically is. He makes sausage and yeah, he's <laughs> someone's old uncle Damn makes sausage. sausage. No, it's great sausage. Great sausage. It's great sausage. Yeah. Delicious it is. sausage. Yeah. Sausage is really good. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, um, so speaking of, uh, no, nah, I, I, I got nothing for that. Uh, you're going to continue your crusade against anti-vaxxers with this next story, are you not? I mean, Dateline! Forever. Anti-vax mom says she gave out lollipops tainted with chicken pox for Halloween. <laughs> That's a real headline. Just read that. An anti-vaccination mother took to social media on Wednesday to share her decision to give out tainted lollipops for Halloween. Yep. She's not arrested. I don't know. I, I think we can't find her yet. 
That's bitch. It was on. It was on like, online. The Australian mother, who identifies herself as Sarah Walker RN, shared in the private Facebook group "Stop Mandatory Vaccination" that her son, whose name had been redacted, contracted chickenpox, and that she planned to quote help other children in the community by spreading the virus through candy. Uh, Ed, as a health professional, is that how chickenpox can be spread? It's a little more difficult to spread it that way. Can you spread herpes that way? Probably. Can you spread gonorrhea that way? No. Okay. Asking for someone other than myself. (laughs) Other than myself. (laughs) Quote, so my beautiful son, Redacted, has had the chicken pox at the moment, and we've both decided to help others with natural immunity this Halloween. Now, that sentence strikes me a little different. So you guys sat down and you talked together about... She's trying to involve her son in this. Yeah, she basically just said, like... (laughs) Yeah, we we had a talk. This is the (laughs) anti-vaccination... We had a talk. This is the anti-vax equivalent to uh, that meme where the kid, where the person is like, yo, I was talking to my unborn son, Mm -mm. and I asked him, I was like, what do you want to be for Halloween? He said, dad, I just want to live the life like Nipsey lived. I want to be him, and I want to celebrate his life. I hope nobody said that. (laughs) That's like, so game... (laughs) I think that started with Game because oh Game Game had a post on his Instagram where he was like, he said something like, I was riding around with my son and my son said he wanted to do nothing but listen to Nipsey after he died and I had to shed a tear at that. So people have been doing like exaggerated versions of that on the timeline. But this sounds like that version of that where it's like, yo, my son sat me down. He said, ma. How old is his son? He wants to hear Baby Shark probably. That's all he wants to hear. I don't know. I think he wants to hear Baby Shark. But- Having your kids set you down to say, hey, ma, listen, I want to help out the community. I want to give them my virus so that they can be stronger and find the strength within themselves. I had to shed a tear. That's so stupid. Who believes that? No, I'm pulling up to your house, bitch. If you do that to my daughter, I don't care if I can get chicken pox like that, bitch. I'm coming to your house and we're fighting. All right, let's do it. We did this before. We did the role role playing thing. All right, so I'm gonna be uh, anti vaxxer dad. You're gonna be the pissed off mom, and you're gonna come to to my door and we're gonna we're gonna act it out. All right. Okay. All right. So this is a state your take production. Okay. So I'm gonna. Oh, hello. What what can I do for you, ma'am? Yes. Uh, hello. Did I come to your house on Halloween to get candy? Um, I, 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 I'm not sure. I believe so. We okay. A, well, I believe large... I did. First of all, I need to see your your fucking wife. My my wife. Actually, let me see you. Oh, okay. Let me let me speak to you right quick. Oh, okay. And then there's yeah. no talking after that. Uh, what, what there's you... no talking. Just... We're fighting. <laughs> oh, ah, no oh, oh, ah, please stop! No! Ah, stop! Put on hand me. Yes. On hand me. I'm pulling up, like I'm pulling up. Yeah, I'm gonna, pulling up. You gonna put hands on somebody? Yes, mm-hmm. because it's not even a fact of whether or not you can get chickenpox. It's like you didn't even give me a choice in the matter. You don't know what else your uh, kid has. Yes, HSV one is a very real thing. Most people get it before the age of five, so yep. you're contributing to maybe that. Yep. You're not giving me a choice in any of this, bitch. I don't know you. I don't want to share your fluids. Nope. How did they contract these fluids and put them on the lollipops? They Probably spit on them? Mouth. I guess they put right water in his mouth and then gave it and wrapped it back up. Bitch, you're I'm dirty. guessing. I wasn't you're there. You're dirty. I wasn't there. I don't know. I'm just guessing. That's probably did that. She clapped back after facing oh. criticism. She mm-hmm. said, dear internet trolls, trolls, you think you're right by judging me and my trying to report me and get me fired? I don't care. The health and well-being of my baby is far more valuable than any job. 
You say I'm vile and gross like I have done something that hundreds of thousands of parents haven't already done. How many times do you see children dropped off to daycare or school when they're clearly sick and contagious? Exactly. Who, wait, and I'm offering exactly a lifelong immunity. Exactly. And I'm offering the lifelong immunity for the price of a couple of blisters and a few days off from school. But you yeah. didn't ask me. You didn't ask me. And sometimes chickenpox actually get pretty serious. Right. It depends on, you know, it's not just a couple of blisters for everyone. Have you ever had it? I've had it. Yeah. Have you ever had it? Yes. And I still have scars from it. I've never had it. It got bad. It was inside my mouth and it was yeah. like all Ew. over. It, it gets pretty painful. bad. Yeah. It gets pretty bad for people. Like right. it, everyone doesn't get the same. So. And even then, how do you know that I wasn't going to vaccinate my kid? Yeah. They don't know that. I get so mad because when I was pregnant, before I was before I was pregnant, I got on, or no, when I was pregnant, before I had my daughter on Facebook, there was like a, there was like a hundred comment length debate about people telling me whether I should or shouldn't vaccinate my fucking unborn baby. And it's like, first of all, I'm having this kid. It should be my choice. But second of all, I think you should vaccinate your child only if you're going to put them in school and you're going to put them in environments where they are prone to getting sick. Yeah, with like all of the petri dishes, like just playing with them and stuff. Yeah. You should protect them. Yeah. You should protect them. And if it's your choice to not do it, hey, I respect that. But at the same time, you know, I, I'm, I worry for your kid. I'm not going to tell you whether you should or shouldn't, but leave that to everybody else's, you know, choice. I heard polio is coming back. I don't know if I'm this conspiracy. I (laughs) I don't know. The measles came back damn near. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, you know, if if there's really no solid evidence that autism is being linked to these vaccinations and, you know, I'm fine from being vaccinated. I'm sure everyone in here has been vaccinated and they're fine. Mm -hmm. You got to do what is best. If you're not a medical professional, then you shouldn't really be trying to play God and give people... First of all, go to jail, bitch. Lock her up. Lock her up. Lock her... What the fuck? Why is she free? I don't know. I probably can't, I probably can't catch her. Here's my thing, though. How is this better than a vaccination? <laughs> That's my thing. It's like, you think it's like, you know, vaccines are bad. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put these lollipops in my kid's mouth and then give it to people. This is way better than vaccines. <laughs> like how... Like where's a lot of thinking that this is better? Yeah, that poor kid too. He had to lick all those lollipops. Yeah, like he did teased by lollipops. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're trying to prevent them from getting chicken pox, but you give them chicken pox. Yeah. What a, What about the irony of her possibly giving her kid diabetes from all that? <laughs> I am. A, <laughs> Damn. We gotta take things down because we're reaching the uh, serious part of the show here. I'm smiling too hard. Dateline. Five men acquitted of rape because unconscious teenager, teenage victim didn't fight back. Um, do I really have to read the rest? Yes. I feel can like we just, that's Can it. we just go off from there? I mean, I feel like it's open and shut. This took place in like reading stories. This took place in Barcelona, Spain. Um, that's, that's really all I care to read because uh, under Spanish law, a sexual attack can only be classified as an assault or rape if the perpetrator uses violence or intimidation because the 14 year old victim was unconscious the five were convicted of a lesser charge of sexual abuse Mm. so you can't intimidate somebody that doesn't know that you're there yeah um like if a tree falls in the forest right (laughs) yeah um 
That's fucked up. Rest of the world's fucked up. Spain, you done fucked up, man. Well, yeah, it's just let's just know that word. Not the only. Everywhere is trash. It's not. Just, Everywhere is trash, man. I think like it'd have been different if it was a guy that it happened to a guy though. Like if a guy got knocked out and got raped by five, five dudes, I think it'd be different. I think that that I oh, think you went five dudes. I was gonna say what would happen if he got raped by five women. No, I'm saying though, if a five dudes raped a, a conscious dude, I think that'd be a different story. I think I think that I don't think that'd be the same verdict. No, that's a way that's a way different story because we've seen that story before. Yeah, that story. I'm, wasn't there a story of a guy getting assaulted with like an umbrella at some point? I heard about that. Yeah, yeah, I was like, and it's yeah. like they 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 put those dudes away for. Yeah, a really long time. So I'm saying, like, I don't know why do we hate women so much. That's why we trying. To I don't know. You mean to tell me that like know, grown dude. ass motherfuckers sat in a room and they actually like went over this and they're like, you know what? That's right. Like he couldn't fight back. You know that that make a lot of sense. She probably liked it. Yeah, she might have liked it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So five men. I saw that on Pornhub one time. You right. Know, she looked like she was having a good time. They're probably, like, probably ex-hamster. You mean to tell me that there were actual adults that sat here and rationalized that? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, what they're saying is that the uh, the attack happened at a party um, where there was alcohol and drugs being used. That's what, that's all they say. And then they took turns performing sexual acts on a teenager. And oh, so she was underage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I think I don't know if they say how I'm old leaving. she was. <laughs> yeah, I'm she was. She was, she was fourteen. Damn, wow. she's fourteen. Wow. Yeah, and they they're all getting sentenced for uh, ten to twelve years. Um, they I thought they got acquitted. Huh? They got a lesser charge. Yeah, they get a lesser charge. They're mm-hmm. not getting the. Uh, I guess they're not getting the rape, but they're getting the sexual. How old were they? Uh, let's see if it says. I don't think it says. Um, no, it doesn't say. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know why. I don't know why we uh, we don't. I just think that, I think if it was a guy that happened, to, I think it'd be. I would think it'd be different. It would be. Yeah. I have I have no qualms saying that that it would certainly be a different outcome. <laughs> If the victim was a man, I'm trying to wrap my head around that. She's 14. 14. Don't even try to think. And unconscious. It. It's gonna make you sick. And unconscious. Do better, Spain. Um. Okay. Speaking of doing better. Um. Dateline. Epstein's autopsy points to homicide pathologist hired by brother claims. Okay. The New York City medical examiner strongly disputed the claim that evidence from the autopsy suggested strangulation. This is now turned into a he said, he said, or he said, she said, she said, she said story. A forensic pathologist hired by Jeffrey Epstein's brother disputed the official finding in the autopsy of his death, claiming on Wednesday that the evidence suggested that he did not take his own life, but may have been strangled. New York City medical examiner's office concluded in August that Mr. Epstein had hanged himself in his jail cell while awaiting trial on sex trafficking charges. But the private pathologist, Dr. Michael Baden, said on a morning TV show, Fox and Friends, that Mr. Epstein, 66, experienced a number of injuries, among them a broken bone in his neck that are, quote, extremely unusual in suicidal hangings and could occur much more commonly in homicidal strangulation. I think that the evidence points to homicide 
rather than suicide, said Dr. Baden, who observed the autopsy done by city officials. So? So, what this does is this just feeds into the people's conspiracy. If you had a conspiracy theory before, this just threw like several gallons of gasoline onto that fire basically oh, yeah, i forgot why people even cared they care because he was holding a lot of information that could have contributed to putting other people in jail too. well the thing was is like he didn't do this by himself mm-hmm. and there were a lot of like high name people that like high dollar high name people that were connected to him yeah so it was like so it was kind of um it was kind of weird that he died in jail, even though he was on suicide watch. Mm-hmm. Like he was on suicide watch when he got in jail. It's like, how do you commit suicide on suicide watch? It's like you're on suicide watch. Like the main thing we're watching is for you to commit suicide. So <laughs> when you commit suicide on suicide watch, it kind of defeats the purpose you of suicide. A lot. Yeah, I mean, because it's suicide watch. <laughs> like he was on suicide watch. You're watching for suicide. Yeah, he wasn't on lunch watch. Exactly. It's it wasn't like, like they were just stopping him from taking eating lunch. Yeah. So like, his eyes making sure. Yeah, like we don't like we we have we have like procedures to make sure you don't commit suicide and yet you commit suicide. Here's the thing though. This story doesn't do anything for anybody. Because we're mm. never gonna know the truth. Like we'll never know. We'll no, never no, no, know. You could. Because you could find out who did the murders and then you could investigate their no, motive and never, who who's connected happen. to them. That'll never happen. The thing, well, the, the, thing, the kind of money that's being floated around with this guy is like beyond fuck you money. Like we're talking generational wealth that goes back yeah. hundreds of years. Like if somebody's going to talk, they would have talked already. But somebody, whoever, let's just say for somebody did hire the hit on him, mm-hmm. whoever did that. <laughs> they, they might not even be on this planet. They're so fucking rich. They may have their own little space tower, like Batman when he uh, put together the, the Justice League. Like he's probably just watching over us right now with like great satellite connection, just watching anything he wants to watch. Like so fucking enormously, egregiously, disgustingly rich that we'll, we will we will never even know his name. He'll live for a hundred years. He'll have a cryogenic head that gets attached to a a, a biologically enhanced body. A hundred years from now, and he'll walk around just slinging his big biological robot dick. Why does it always <laughs> go back there? Like I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Like and he'll just, walk uh, around with the grin on his face, being like, "I got away with the murder of the century." Like that's the kind of person we're talking about here. It always goes back to the dick. It could be because we don't know. We don't know what Epstein knew. We don't know what he knew. We don't know who but, he knew. And things that we talked about that because I was like, even I was talking about that when we, when we got cut. I was just like, he has a lot of names, and like yeah. that's what I was wanting to see. You the never know, like out. whatever he was going to tell, or if he was deciding to tell, like it could have been an enormous shakeup. It could have also been nothing. Well, the, cause, no, because the thing was like his first the, the, his first agreement that he got when he got off initially was that like every um, like the every name that's um, that was involved was like concealed retroactively, which means that anyone that was involved with him was kind of like kept shut. Yeah, and that was a weird deal to give someone. And so when he came back into life, I was like, okay, these names are gonna have to come up. Mm-hmm. And then he ended up just dying before that even happened because he had because I mean he's connected to Donald Trump, he thinks to Bill Clinton. So he's connected to like all these people, like all these people that like are just honestly. If you're connected to him, if you're connected to him, then they should be looking in. They should be investigating you. I mean, yeah. So it's just like one of those things where it's like these names could have come up, but I feel like there are people that may not want their names to come out. Right. You know, Hillary Clinton did this. <laughs> my cousin said. My cousin said the funniest shit the other day. He said. He 
said, why every time somebody got something to say about the Clintons, they end up in a car crash? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's true. I mean. I don't fucking trust them either. I'm not. I'm keeping her name out of my mouth. You're the one <laughs> right. that said that. So. Hillary Clinton, pull up if you got something to say, bitch. Didn't you you just, did this. Didn't you just buy a new car? That's I all know. kinds of smoke. <laughs> Fuck. That's, ne- that's, ne- like, that's next level smoke. For yeah. Hillary Clinton, I know all the smoke. That bitch a robot. That I is next. Yeah, she's no, she's a Terminator. She is. She's, a, she's a robot. She's a Terminator. I believe he would be doing some nasty shit like that. I mean, he would. He's he's definitely done nasty shit. Like people forget Clinton. how disgusting it is for him to be getting head from one of his. I mean, oh. yeah, it's not great. Oh, that's just nasty. Oh. It's not great. No. It's, it's nasty. Like yeah, because everyone's like, he got a peach for head. Like he got a peach for lying about the head. Like that was the thing. He yeah. didn't get peach for the head. Like if he just said, oh, "Yeah, I got head," there would be no case. <laughs> like that's like actually getting head right now. <laughs> yeah. From like this bit, that's an abuse of power on a whole. Oh yeah, like it wasn't the head that got you impeached. It was lying about it. That even came about. I mean, he asked. Like hitting on her. He asked for it. Yeah, that's nasty. Yeah, I mean, I don't trust none of them old white people. He shot. He shot. He shot his shot. And Oprah, by proximity. You know, I'm keeping a side eye on you. Too. I mean, I don't know if she's doing this. That's a, whole, that's a whole different I, I, I'm discussion. I'm just saying. You think she's giving toppy? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I mean, I, I would, I would hope that she would at some point. Are you? Are we talking about Oprah giving blowjobs right now? Is I would hope that, that she this, would. I just, is that where this is this show has gotten? If not, it's how it, long did it take? 53 episodes, 54 episodes, and we're finally broaching the topic of whether or not Oprah gives dome. If she isn't, she's just kind of selfish, right? She's a fucking... If I'm Oprah... I feel like it's not... No one's above it. No one's above Oral. No one's above it. (laughs) No one's above it. No one should be above it. Like we look, Khaled said when when Khaled said he didn't do it, we all looked at him with side eyes. You gotta let that rest. You gotta let that rest. Say it one more time for the people in the back. No one's above Oral. Thank you, sir. One more time. No one is above Oral. I got my education. I guess. Mm-hmm. You've been through some things. No, I'm just saying. I think that that needs to be said because there's still people out there that don't do it, and no I think it's like, it. why? Like, are you trying? Are you trying to go extinct? No like, are you trying it. to let your lineage die with you? Because I'll tell you what, sir. Under my rule, if you're not going down, you're going down. That's good too. You're using this for your personal agenda. When I'm in charge. Okay. <laughs> hey, so uh, thanks to Bobby for coming out and yeah, uh, talking that. with us and kicking it with us. Check out her podcast. It's called The Link. I can do my own tech. Hey guys, you can check me out on I'll Instagram. I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> I mean, what's, what's the point? Um, you can check me out on Instagram, the link podcast with two S's. And then you can follow my personal Instagram, bobby.xob0bbie.xo. Follow me. Um, yeah. And I'll have, I should have a new episode coming out on Monday night. So check me out. It might be the same episode. Yeah, you can have it. Okay, cool. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at don't follow me. As a matter of fact, if you do follow me, unfollow me right now. I don't want no followers on my Instagram. I want zero. I was just playing about that Oprah thing. Oprah, I love you. Like, Nope, she wasn't playing. No, I, I swear to no, God. I, there's no smoke giving up. I just think she, I, I assume she has. I assume she has. <laughs> Yo, Oprah. <laughs> Yo, Ed wants some dog. Just <laughs> that's what he's that's, that's what he's trying to say. He just no, don't honestly, say it. a lot of guys would actually fuck Oprah. Yo, what? Exactly. You would I, fuck her. I, right now I'd be raw in it. I mean, why wouldn't you? And I would not pull out. 
ever. You had a trap, Oprah. Yes. Yes. I hope my mom never hears this. <laughs> All right, so uh, follow us on Instagram at State Your Take. Follow us on Twitter at State Your Take. Do you want to drop your personal social? Ed? I mean, it's about State Your Take. I'm there gonna, it is. Yeah. Find us on there. Um, follow our playlist on Spotify at the uh, what is it? State, State Your Take, take list. list. And uh, what else? Is that it? I think that's it. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Bye.